Hello, and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Asset Management. Today is November 13th, 2023. If you do a quick Google search of the phrase tensions rising, you get 230,000 hits. If you search the phrase tensions falling, you only get 3,700 hits. One of the cardinal rules of journalism is to only report on rising tensions and never improvement. However, in recent weeks, there's been a quiet decline in tensions across a number of dimensions. This is being matched by falling inflation pressures and signs of moderating economic growth. After a turbulent few months, the economy seems to be back on the soft landing track, a path that should support both the stock and bond markets and should also allow the dollar to resume its stalled-out decline. An important marker of falling tensions will be Wednesday's meeting between President Biden and President Xi in San Francisco at the sidelines of the APEC summit. The meeting itself is not expected to produce any breakthroughs on the large list of issues that the US and China have clashed over in recent years. However, it comes after months of carefully choreographed visits of senior U.S. officials to China and vice versa, and sends an important signal that both Beijing and Washington would rather avoid increased confrontation at a time when both governments have their hands full with domestic concerns and geopolitical instability. The Israeli-Hamas war remains a very destabilizing and unpredictable situation, with the U.S. government supporting Israel and Iran being a powerful backer of both Hamas in Gaza and Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. Clearly, there is continued outrage in Israel concerning the October 7th attacks and fears about the fate of hostages, and a growing humanitarian crisis and rising death toll unfolding within Gaza. The situation remains tragic at a human level. However, from an economic perspective, neither the United States nor Iran nor any of the regional oil producers have responded to the conflict in a way that would impact global global oil supplies, and initial fears that the conflict would boost global energy prices have not been validated so far. In fact, due to moderating crude oil prices and falling refining spreads, we expect energy prices to register significant declines in the October CPI due out this Tuesday and in the November CPI due out on December 12th, the first day of the final FOMC meeting of 2023. Meanwhile, strike activity appears to be winding down with the recent settlements in the UAW strikes and Hollywood strikes of writers and actors. A potential strike against some resorts in Las Vegas has also been averted. While settlements may put some upward pressure on wages, it's notable that only 6% of the private sector workforce is unionized, suggesting that the impact of union wage settlements and overall inflation should be relatively minor. Finally, this week could see a bill passed to avoid a government shutdown on November 17th. While the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, may lack the Republican votes to pass a bill that can be approved by the Democrat-controlled Senate, there likely will be enough bipartisan support for a continuing resolution to keep the government funded into the new year. To state the obvious, this is no way to run a budget. And last Friday, Moody's, while reaffirming the AAA rating of U.S. Treasuries, changed its outlook for that credit rating from stable to negative, citing the danger that successive governments will not be able to reach consensus on a fiscal plan to slow the decline in debt affordability. A potential downgrade is certainly possible, but probably not imminent, if a majority in Congress decides that at this stage, compromise is preferable to shutdown. As outlined in last week's notes of the week ahead, we expect year-over-year inflation to continue to fall steadily in the coming months. This week should see further evidence of this trend, with declines in year-over-year inflation as measured by import prices, producer prices, and consumer prices. On the CPI front, we expect headline inflation of just one-tenth of one percent, with a year-over-year rate falling from 3.7% to 3.8%. 
to 3.3%. While lower energy prices and softer shelter inflation should drive this slowdown, the exact reading will depend a lot on the government's measurement of auto and health insurance costs, both of which have followed highly stylized and dramatic paths over the past year. More broadly, however, the path to lower inflation remains intact. October's global composite PMI came in at 50.0, its lowest reading since January, while supply chain pressures continue to ease. New data on global food commodity prices, energy prices, hotel rates and used car prices all suggest weakening inflation, as does a continued moderation in wage growth in the October jobs report. While inflation is cooling, economic growth also appears to be slowing. October light vehicle sales were below their third quarter average, and we expect Wednesday's October retail sales report to show a broader weakening in consumer momentum following a very strong third quarter. This week's October industrial production report and the November Philly Fed survey should also point to manufacturing weakness. Currently, we anticipate real GDP growth to fall from 4.9% annualized in the third quarter to 2.1% in the fourth, in line with the Atlanta Fed's GDP Now model. Last Thursday, the Census Bureau produced new population projections for the first time since 2017. These numbers show the U.S. population growing at a modest pace of 0.44% per year over the next five years. However, more importantly, they show the population aged 18 to 64, growing at only a 0.12% pace. This suggests that a lack of workers will likely severely constrain U.S. growth going forward, even if a moderation in demand doesn't. So what's the takeaway? Overall, the good news is that tensions and uncertainties that have dogged financial markets all year may on balance be easing. We appear to be on a steadier path to slower growth and low inflation. This should reduce the risk of any further rate hikes in this cycle, and while not speeding Fed easing, should allow long-term interest rates to drift down. This process appears to have already started, with 10-year Treasury yields falling from 4.99% on October 19th to 4.65% today, and with the S&P 500 rallying almost 300 points since hitting a low of 4,117 on October 27th. While there will be bumps along the way, we expect this to continue in the months ahead, and to be gradually accompanied by a lower dollar, as the US sees a more pronounced cooling in growth, inflation and interest rates than other major economies. Balances in short-term accounts remain huge. And perhaps it's only natural for investors to shelter in cash when they hear the tensions are rising. The problem is they never will hear the tensions are falling. And history has repeatedly shown that a diversified portfolio of U.S. stocks, international stocks, fixed income, and alternatives provide better long-term returns for long-term investors than money stashed in cash. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.